Welcome to How We Grow, an essential playbook to grow and scale your vacation rental business with advice and insights from the best in the biz with your host, Linnell Gordon. Welcome to How We Grow, the vacation rental show. We have a very special guest on today, Drew Brown, who has many years of experience, over 17 years of experience in the industry, and he's doing his own thing now. So he's started that from scratch. He's going to have really good advice for you guys who want to grow your business. Drew is the managing partner and co-founder for Island Time Hilton Head Vacations. Now, you've been doing that since 2019, right, Drew? Yes. So we started in September of 2019, right before COVID. So it was a, an interesting time. We have a lot of optimism. And then first six months in, it was really interesting to see kind of the world change. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we start on the show, we always start with stories of homeowners and guests. So tell me your favorite story for a homeowner and then one for a guest. And it doesn't have to be instructional. It can be entertaining too. Sure. Well, I definitely have one for the for the guest side. That'll be really interesting when I get there. But homeowner-wise, it's been really a great journey for us when it comes to that, to be in a position, like you said, somewhere between 17 and 20 plus years of experience here on the island locally and, and in the vacation rental world. So I have gotten to know a lot of people over the years. And to be in a position, I think for me, what was so great when you know my partner and I decided to you know, do this venture was... The amount of people that were just happy for us when, you know, we said, hey, we're doing our own thing and they just were just so supportive. So for me, it's not necessarily an individual owner story. It's more so the amount of community support that came out when we launched the business from you know different vendors that wanted to work with us, different homeowners that wanted to work with us, and just in general, the community. So in terms of guests, I have a very, very enlightening and funny story. I always joke that I'm going to write a book when I'm finished with my career, and it's going to be, yes, I can help you with that. It's the title. <laughs> because... Yeah, we we get the the weirdest stories and the weirdest questions all the time, but probably the best that I ever got from a guest who called me very seriously. And it's always a great reminder that you have to in, in hospitality and tourism, you have to understand that you know, we live and breathe this stuff. We are knowledgeable about where we are and, and what's around our area. I had a woman call me dead serious and said, you know, we love the dolphins that we see every day on our beach, you know, right where we stay. And I'm thinking she's going to ask me about, you know, dolphin tour information and you know, all that fun stuff. No problem. And she says, can you tell me where they release them? And I was just taken kind of aback. And I was like, I'm not sure I know what you mean. She said, well, yeah, you know, we see the same pod of dolphin every day in the same place. And we just want to know where they release them from at the end so we can get a seat. And I had to very politely explain to her, it's a wild pod of dolphin. They come up and down on high tide and they eat. And so there's nothing I can do. I can certainly tell you more about that. But it's one of those that, you know, after all these years, I still laugh about. I love that one. Yeah. I also had someone, probably the better one was you know, we have very large beaches here and they were wanting to be in a situation where they were oceanfront and they called us complaining that they weren't oceanfront, even though they were direct on the beach. You know, we're not like other destinations have a very small beach. We have long beaches. You know, we do a lot of restoration. So one of the things that they were complaining about was, well, do you really expect us to walk through all this warm, you know, puddles of water to get to the ocean? 
And I had to very politely, you know, go through with him and say, well, I can put in a call to the man upstairs and <laughs> I can guarantee in 12 hours, it's going to be different because high tide will come in and get rid of it all. <laughs> so, I like that one. I like that one a lot. Tell me, do you have a favorite homeowner story? I do. So I used to work with lots of different homeowners and, and to be in a position where I had a certain homeowner who at the time had his own tool company and, and he and I was trying to get into his house and do all of the things that I could to get the house ready and do everything I could. And, you know, I'm in his garage, you know, tightening down some things on one of the hot water tanks and I'm working away. You know, there's a lot of times that I'm not hands on and other times I am. It's, it was, it was a big time account at the time. This is years ago. And, uh, I didn't notice that he came into the property and I didn't know at the time who he was or anything. And he walked in and he looked at me and he said, well, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm tightening this valve down on your temperature gauge so that, you know, you have consistent water temperature. And he said, no, what are you doing with those tools? I said, I'm sorry, sir. I just don't understand. He goes, I don't sell those tools. So you can't come into my house and use those tools and proceeds to go to his storage area and comes out and gives me a 110 piece oh. tool set and says, when you're in my house, you have to use these tools. How wonderful. Yeah. So, and he gifted me a 110 piece. How I still have it to the day. sweet. So, I love that yeah. story. Well, you just have to be in a position you connect. And, and I think that's one of the things I've been really fortunate is to be in a position where I can find ways to connect with people. And, you know, this business is really a lot about relationships. You're just in a position, you've got to really focus on that a lot. That's true. For sure it is. When you started your company in 2019, did you start it from scratch? We did. So we were in a position where we were looking at trying to buy some other companies locally. And, uh, you know, my partner and I had been connected for a while at that point. I'm very lucky to have a great business partner in, in our CEO, um, Eric Murray. He's got a lot of international experience. So we knew that we were going to do something and we were trying to purchase some other companies that were for sale at the time. And it just didn't work out. And so we said, the heck with it. We're going to start our own, own thing. Well, it organically. Yeah. And, and it's been all less than three years, three years and uh, two months. And two months, we, right. Yeah, we now have around 130 properties. True, that's tremendous growth. You guys are amazing. Yeah, almost 20 employees, almost 20 employees. That is remarkable. A couple of things that are remarkable about that. Number one, you've gotten so many homeowners. Number two, that you have the management experience to manage those 20 employees. I mean, seriously, that's yeah. huge. For for that yes. amount of time in your business, you, you've grown remarkably. So tell me, tell everyone, so we know what is the number one key to your growth during the last three years? You went through COVID too. I mean, I'm just going to say, I just need to need to mention that you went through COVID during this and still grew. Yeah. And not only through COVID, we actually tripled the size of the company through COVID because, you know, our real estate market really took off, which is great, but you know, for me, I'm a large believer in things that, you know, my partner and I really try and focus on with our homeowners is trying to communicate and really setting realistic uh, expectations and goals with homeowners. For the amount you're talking about for the rental, for their growth and their revenue. Yes. And just in anything in terms of understanding the expectation of how we're going to manage the property, you know, how we're going to market the property. 
one of the biggest learning curves that we had to go through very early on as a company was understanding that we needed business to be able to you know, eat and feed our families and feed the families of our employees. But we needed to do it in such a way that was our own in the sense of homeowners are going to have demands preferences if you want to say on how they want to do things how they want to market the property how they want it managed etc and i think that we hit you know probably between year two and three we hit some growing pains because we had been in a situation where we said yes a lot in the sense of yes we can do that that's not a you know it's not a large ask you know for a homeowner but then you get into a position where you've got lots of different asks and you're you're relying on your staff to you know be able to execute that or you're having to do that yourself and it makes your life very difficult so you know we've just tried to really focus on and if i was going to give some some advice is really understanding how do you envision your brand and how do you execute you know operationally and again from a sales and marketing perspective to get to your brand and then from there how do you elevate the brand experience so for us we got to that precipice very quickly and then got into a position where we then said, it's okay to say no if we're in a position where it's the right situation for us because we can't go off brand. You know, when it comes down to it, these properties that are joining our program or our collection, as we call it, they're in a position where they want to be a part of, of what we have. And we have to be good stewards of that because if we're not, we're not going to have consistency. And if you don't have consistency, you know, you're in a position where you're going to have too much margin for error. And especially in the, the vacation rental space and vacation rental industry, you don't have a lot of margin for error because, you know, the littlest thing or littlest detail left on check can really cause an issue for everyone. So, you know, I think, again, just starting with clear communication and clear understanding of what expectations need to be. And, you know, if people are starting a vacation rental business and they don't have a model of what their expectation of success is, mm -hmm really need to sit down and do that. And I really think that you have to sit down and do a brand study and say, okay, who's my ideal market? Who's my ideal owner? Who's my ideal guest? How do I create a brand philosophy around that to be able to say, this is what I want to attract from not only a homeowner perspective, but from a guest. And then you build from there and you create your team and create your, your marketing plans and your budgeting plans based around that, because you can't be in a position where it's very easy to fly by the seat of your pants in this business. A lot of times you have to, but you need to have that goal and that vision that are always guiding you. And that's the same concept in any business. In the software business, it's you can only customize so much before it has to be choices for everyone to make. Because when you do that, like you talk about when you do individual homeowners and you're doing this for one and this for the other and this for the other, unless you have... I think what you're saying is unless you have the infrastructure behind already set up to do X, Y, Z, then you're doing X, Y, Z for everyone. Yeah, you hit the point exactly. I think that was the biggest, and that's still kind of the growth phase that we're going through is make sure there's proper protocols, making sure there's fail safes when things don't happen properly. And I don't like to say standard operating procedures. You know, we like to use guidelines. I want my entire staff to feel, and I know Eric's the same way, we want them to feel empowered to be able to make a decision. I always really try to manage with some level of a philosophy of, if you know the problem is, you know, X and you know that you can do Y and Z to make the problem solved, I'm only going to be upset if you don't take action. I'm not going to be, you know, if you come to me and said, here was the problem and I did this and this. Well, 
I can actually certainly learn from your thought process on how you did things and we can correct that. But if you don't take action, you're putting yourself in a position where there's no real answer to that because things are so fast paced in our business. The majority of stays are somewhere between three and seven days. So, you know, if you're taking two or three days to solve a problem, then you're not in a position that that's going to really affect the proper change. Right. I get that. So that's really, that's really good advice. I think for any business is to sit down and do your business plan first. So you were saying, and I just want to make sure because you've been so successful, I want other people to really hear what you've said. And as I understand it, you're saying that you sit down and you say, here are my offerings. This is what I'm going to offer. These are the homeowners that I need or actually the properties that I need, right? These are the properties I need. These are the kind of guests I want to bring in and then put a plan together on getting that. Because no matter where you are in this world, you're going to have different guests you know, that are coming in from different places, depending on where you are. The, the people that come are from different places, as we know. So, right, all different markets. And different properties are going to offer different revenue for you too and different profitability. So do you look for, because you're in Hilton Head, this is just to start out. Did you look for the large companies and say, I want four, five, and six bedrooms? Or did you say, I want 120 condos? What was your thought when you started out with that? So really kind of created, uh, and this is really where my business partner, Eric, came into. I call him a spreadsheet wizard. We actually forecasted four different budgets and said, okay, if we get properties at X value, you know, and we get homes at Y value, you know, this is what it would look at, or if we get certain percentages of that. So we kind of had created a forecasting model for that. But we intentionally in the very beginning wanted to have a wide variety of properties from one bedrooms to as large as we could get. Because one, for being a new company, it allows you to have the most options. In two, we kind of opened up all of the areas in the island and said, we're going to offer a certain service level. And then what we were able to do is once we got a base level of properties, we were able to really focus on adjusting the brand image and the brand level, you know, so that what we basically do on an annual basis is we you know, really say, where are we going with the company? Where do we want to go with the company in the next three, five years? And so what we were able to do was evolve how we do things because we were in a position that we could say, okay, we've gotten all of these different types of properties, but what's been the most successful for us? And then we were able to kind of boil down what's been the most successful and create a plan on how do we get more of those types of properties? And then as we do that, even the homeowners themselves notice that, hey, your brand is evolving. We are gravitating towards this type of property. Am I still your ideal client? And there's been other times where we've had to literally you know, bite the bullet and go to homeowners and say, hey, we're getting out of this portion of the island or this type of property in the island. I've already done the research and here's a couple of companies that would help you, but it's not probably the best plan for you to stay with us because this is not our primary focus any longer. And you're going to make some hard decisions. You know, we very early on in our business, when we had the level of growth that we had through COVID, we got in a position where we said, hey, we could be the next 600, 700 property behemoth, you know, on the island and, you know, really kind of put this thing out to grow and cash in pretty quickly. And then we kind of said, you know, what we really envisioned for the company was 
a very high-end luxury concierge level experience. And so that's what we did is, you know, so we've actually managed somewhere between 140 and 150 properties over the last couple of years, but we continue to shrink the inventory down and grow the value of each account or the, you know, going from more condos into homes because it's easier to upsell a luxury experience to someone that is very passive about their thought process on income versus someone that's watching every single dollar as a guest. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you look at the data for our, our area, that's the demographic that we really cater to. So we're really just trying to put the company in a position to have the best ability to cater to the, the best level of guests that come to our area. This episode of How We Grow is sponsored by RevMax, the premier full-service revenue management system. Built for vacation rental managers who are looking for a market edge, RevMax offers data-driven tools and services that will increase revenue and drive more profit. Connect with their revenue management experts at GetRevMax.com and discover their full-service revenue management solution. Let me ask you this question. What's the one thing that you would do differently if you started today, as opposed to three years ago? What did you learn? What was one thing that you learned that you might want to share with people who are growing? I can tell you it was a hard lesson to learn. And it was the value of who you work with and how they work, because that's a direct correlation to how successful you're going to be. I've had a lot of wonderful people that have worked with and for us, but we learned kind of the hard way that the level at which you take care of your people and or the level at which they interact with your group as a whole and in that company culture is really, really, really important. You're talking homeowners or are you talking about employees? Both. You know, for me, it started out on the employee side Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, especially through COVID and, and, you know, we needed people to come help us and we got great people, but we didn't consider the impact of culture as much as we probably should have. And in the end, that ended up, you know, causing more issues and had impact on who stayed and who went in terms of our employees. And same thing with the homeowners. As we get to this point now, we have a, you know, six plus figure account that we're talking to today and have been for the last couple of weeks. And there's been some red flags in the conversations and it's, do we really want to take this homeowner, you know, to be able to put yourself in a position where you have kind of a culture statement for who you're looking to work with. You know, we want true partners that want to partner with us and we want their success to be our success. And I want, you know, our success to be their success. So not really knowing the impact of that when I first started, we're big believers and we focus a lot on that now. So I think really understanding the the culture of the business, because when you're a founder or a CEO or you know a C-suite in a quickly growing business, you know, you've got blinders on. You do. It's true. And now the team knows it. I say to them all the time, you know, my job is to go out and spend a lot of time with our current homeowners. I spend a lot of time with developing business, you know, as you do. And you're always really kind of forward looking and you're trying to put everything into perspective, but you don't necessarily stop. And I I think that that's the other aspect of it too, is knowing what I know now, the other advice I would give is don't get involved in too much too quickly, you know, really do one thing extremely well and then move on to the next thing and do that extremely well while you're doing the first thing extremely well. And that way you can really kind of build your own brand standard because, you know, there's so many, I mean, look at 
tech stacks, look at, you know, different things in terms of offerings for guests, the amount of different things you can do for guests, then, you know, all of the different things that you're going to have to do to try and be profitable as a company. You know, you really need to put yourself in a position where you're not taking on too much. And again, that's where, you know, having the wonderful experience and, and guidance of, you know, my partner, Eric, you know, and our CEO, he really helped me zone in on that and say, let's be perfect at one thing and then we can move on. We really focus on that on a daily basis too. Well, you're in a very competitive market and a very, it's a beautiful place. I mean, it's really pretty there. And uh, that's a very competitive market. So I want to offer a huge congratulations for this enormous success you've had so far. That's phenomenal. I wonder if there's something that you think that you guys do better than anyone else or something you have specifically tried, like you just talked about, do something really, really well. Tell me what that one thing would be. For us, the way that we were intentional about setting up concierge services. So it was really interesting I've always seen that imitation is the highest form of flattery. Mm -hmm. And you know that from the software world, you come out with a great tool and everybody's trying to push out your tool. But we we were very intentional with how we launched the business and have concierge service, true concierge services, not hiring a company to do it or ah, you do it in-house. We do. We do it in-house. You know, so we've planned birthday parties, anniversary parties. You know, golf trips, countless dinners, countless chefs at home, private chefs. How many people do you have working that are, their job is specifically to do concierge? So two. So we have two people that they focus on. And again, given the number of properties, that's that's a lot. And we do a lot of different things in terms of you know, boat charters and some other aspects that really make it unique. And, uh, you know, within probably six months of us launching that, the big competitors had their version of it and two other companies sprouted up that were brand new. (laughs) Of course. You know, literally took like the verbiage that we had and just (laughs) kind of spat it out on there. So they're done that. That is flattering. You should be flattered. Yes. Same thing happened when we did our website and then boom, everyone else has got a version of our website. So, I mean, I, I get it. That led us to really come up with one of our first marketing taglines for homeowners is we would always just come up with this saying, it was on all of our materials in the very beginning, which was often imitated, always innovating, you know, because homeowners would say, well, you know, well, yeah, everybody does that. Or, you know, it looks like everyone's doing that. And that's like, that's, that's true. They're doing that now. <laughs> now they're doing it. They weren't doing that before. <laughs> so. Yeah. I can recall when there were no book it buttons online for vacation rentals. And we put those up there and we were like, hmm, it won't be long that everyone is going to have that there. That's been a long time. You bring up a really good point that I wanted to expand on just real quickly is I think one of the other things that for new people in terms of advice, you know, they need to understand the history of vacation rentals, you know? So for me, again, almost being here in 20 years, first software system I worked on was a DOS-based I remember that DOS space. I think I know which one it was. Yeah. And you could break it. So, uh, (laughs) you know, and you know, to be safe, we had to, every time we we made a reservation, we had to go to the, you know, book about this big, flip it open and write it in. And that was the time when you, you know, the only really advertising and marketing you did was you put everything into print and you did your catalogs and you had one photo 
that is definitely lost on a whole generation of people that are starting out now and they can just say, well, we'll just get on Airbnb. We'll get on Verbo and, you know, we'll get on Expedia. We'll do this or that. And we're just, you know, I would caution people to do some kind of research on the history of, because what it shows is really it's such a fast paced and ever changing industry. You can't get caught up in all of that. You have to really be in a position where you understand that this really started from people opening up their homes to other people and just try and keep that little thought of hospitality in there. You know, that's the reason why we have nice personal touches with certain things. When guests come to visit, we do gift baskets for certain levels of clients, both for the owners and for the guests when they come mm-hmm. in, you know, $30,000 a week, you know, to come in and rent a house, you know, we're going to leave you a nice gift, something personalized, you know, to try and really make that impact because you're in a position where if you do a great job, they'll tell a few people that you did a great job. You do a bad job, they're going to tell you know, <laughs> the world, internet, everybody they know. And then, then there's social media channels. So, Oh, yeah. They'll tell everyone in a matter of a couple of days, the whole world will know what happened. It doesn't exactly. matter anymore. Yeah. yeah. My goal is just to never become a hashtag. So. <laughs> no, no, no. No, hashtags can be very good. Do you want no, to that's what I'm saying. In a bad way. I don't want to be a bad no, hashtag. No, 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 no. <laughs> Well, Drew, it's been so wonderful talking to you. Again, congratulations on the amazing job that you guys have done there in Hilton Head. I hope that things will continue to grow. And that brand is very successful. I have very close people to me that started that brand, that kind of brand in different areas. And you notice that you actually do pare down your inventory and people wonder why aren't they, you know, why aren't they so much bigger? But then when you have to pay the taxes and people look at it in the tax office and they go, why are they paying so much more in taxes? Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. that would be because they're a lot more profitable, even though they have less. Exactly. Homes. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. we look from first year to third year, you know, it's like you just put yourself in a position. It's like you're doing so much more. You know, we've more than quadrupled, you know, each year in terms of revenue. So unbelievable the growth. So if anybody wants to grow, guys, I hope that you'll listen to this podcast. And Drew, can people reach out to you if they want to? They certainly can. Any of your listeners, you've got my info. I'm, I'm happy to to connect. And, you know, again, as, as being, you know, someone that's involved with the VRMA as well, I try to, you know, I, it's what I was just on another podcast recently. And I just want to try and, you know, really get awareness out there for our entire industry. And so I, I'd be happy to connect. And if people have individual questions, I'm happy to try and answer as long as I'm not working on something in the business at the time. So I want to tell everyone, don't forget Drew mentioned this, and so have a lot of our other guests on the podcast have said, go to the VRMA, go to the different events, because people are there that will be happy to help you. Now, Drew is at Island Time Hilton Head, so you can look that up online if you want to reach out to him. I'm sure he'll be happy to talk to you, and I know it will be a good conversation. Drew, you have so much experience in so many different areas. I hope people will take advantage of reaching out to you for advice or information. And thank you so much for coming to chat with me. I'm really, really grateful. We see each other. We pass each other, you know, at Vermin. There's no time. We're so busy there. I know. We're always being pulled into meetings. So I'm so glad we got to spend this time together and and happy holidays to you and the entire family. And it's been such a a whirlwind this year. And can you believe we're already in December towards the end of the year? No, I can't believe it. And I have to tell you, I love Inhabit. People ask me, am I serious about that? Because of, you know, I owned my own business for many, many years. But you know what? It is a tremendous opportunity 
to work for a team. There's so many smart people. And the companies they have together for vacation rentals, they really, they really care. Yeah, it's great offering. They care so much and they're really good people. And I, of course, I love Scott Leggett most of anybody, but just saying. Yeah. Shout out to Scott. <laughs> love you, buddy. That's right. Everybody does. All right, Drew. Thank you again. We'll see you in April. We will. Yeah. Thank you, Linnell. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. This episode of How We Grow was brought to you by RevMax. To find out more about how RevMax can help to grow your vacation rental business, visit GetRevMax.com. Make sure to search for How We Grow in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found and hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. On behalf of the team here at Inhabit, thanks for listening.